August 12th, 2021, and this is the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, and I am joined here once again by the lovely Scott Cheddick. Scott, how goes it? It's going pretty well. It's going great. Thank you. It's uh, another beautiful day, and we've got some preseason football going on right now. I think the Steagles game just started. Steagles, yeah. Yeah, the the Pats and uh, Washington football team are going at it. It's it's exciting, you know? It's an exciting time of year. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Have you have you recovered from our uh, weekend draft? I know there was a lot of drinking going on, a lot of uh, malort being passed around. Yeah, you got to look out for that malort. It's uh, it'll it'll really shock the system um, because it's like straight poison. So mm-hmm. I got a lot of that got out of my system when I got back. Uh, did you know when did some cardio and also you probably just threw some of it up because it's just oh man, it was bad. But I had a great weekend, great draft. Excellent yeah. time, Winter Park. Great to see everybody. I'm really glad everybody made it there and back home safe. Yeah, heck yeah. A lot of fun. Um, you know, I think most of us got the team that we wanted and uh, came out successful. So so that's good. Um, most of us. Most of us, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about current events. Let's talk about uh, some non-football stuff. Keep it loose here in the beginning here. Um, did you hear about Trey Parker and Matt Stone? They got that big contract to make a ton more South Parks. I know you're a South Park guy. And uh, I think it was 900 million. Did you hear about this? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear the exact number. Is it really 900 million? That yeah, is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that, million, yeah. Right. Is, it, is it to stick with uh, Comedy Central or is it on something else? I, I believe it's just to keep making South Parks. I, I want to say like Paramount or something like that. One of the big companies. I don't know. I did. Oh, but like one of the new streaming platforms or something like that. Maybe, well, yeah. I think, well, like isn't South, South Park is on HBO Max right now, so right. Been with, yeah, yeah, it could be could be HBO yeah. Max, but I think they're just making uh-huh. it overall. I, I'm I'm sure uh, they they can share it between Comedy yeah. Central, HBO, you know that sort of thing. Um, but then when asked what they were going to do with it, they said that they were going to make a horror flick. So they're working on a horror film. Uh, you know, hopefully it's on the lines of basketball. Or orgasmo, those. But are like, wait, no, like a South Park horror flick, or like no, a live action? no. Oh, okay. Um, and that they were going to open a real life Tegrity Farms. How do you feel about that? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, is yeah. Randy Mark going to be working it? I guess. I man, I would hope so. I guess. I mean, the guy business. running it's got to be Randy. You know, if it's yep. Randy, I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, and that is one of the best investments I can see right now is, is weed, uh, is marijuana, I think, has so many different uses and uh, the world's becoming more custom, or at least, I'm sorry, not the world, that's a mistake. Our country is becoming more accustomed 
to uh, the the uses for it. And so it's it's I think it's a good investment for them. And imagine if you were traveling somewhere and had a choice between uh, brand A and brand B, and brand B being uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's weed. I mean, would you pick it? I, I'm, yeah, probably. probably. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you'd pick it for sure. So yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was, that was a little crazy. Yeah, that that is pretty crazy. I mean, I, I do enjoy South Parks. Their later seasons have been a little bit uh, off the mark from their original creative style because they had an excellent uh, creative uh, way of working for each episode, and then they started doing this streamlined uh, storyline kind of thing throughout the whole seasons and their whole, they kind of put themselves in a creative corner by not being able to do each episode being whatever they wanted, which is, right. which is what their bread butter was. Cause I mean, something would like happen in like, you know, pop culture or in the world or something. And then you'd see a South Park episode about it like next week, you know? Oh yeah. And it, and it would be like, it, it would just, it would be, it was great. And then they, the last few seasons they've kind of, they've been trying to, ever since basically PC principle came into play, they're, creativity has been a bit stifled which i hope this money doesn't just have them keep going down that rabbit hole and they get back to the glory days of maybe about season 12 to 18 or i mean really really solid episodes yeah i I think everything they do is is pretty much gold and and you're right they did pigeonhole themselves into a, a certain type of of a way of making you know shows i remember the 08 where they made two different episodes of the uh obama and McCain, and then it ended up that Obama and McCain were working together. It was a classic episode, but it, you know I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, no, I'm excited to see um, you know stuff from our childhood. I remember fifth, sixth grade um, watching South Park, and it had just come out you know a, a few years earlier. I mean, I'm 34 years old now, and and still watching it, and I still think it's good stuff. So it's good to see that they're extending it, you know, beyond what we've seen now uh hard knocks came out a few days ago what'd you think i mean i i i uh, wasn't very excited i wasn't pumped up to see the cowboys i didn't think the cowboys were a good choice per se because we've seen them i think this is the third time uh i know that the cowboys are always open to having cameras around them and being the stars so it was an obvious choice uh my first question about this is are, are teams dissuaded from having hard knocks come in? Because it seemed like even watching this first episode, watching Mike Parsons talk about a uh, kind of game plan, whatever, they're giving a lot of information away uh, for this. So I, do you think that certain teams are like, no, we don't want to do hard knocks because we want to kind of keep it in-house? Yeah, I think 100% there's got to be, I would say it's probably 50-50, if not 60-40 of teams saying that they, they don't want the cameras in there because it's a kind of a disruption, you know, you play, they're in your face. They're, and like you said, you're giving away, you know, strategies when you're in the, when you're looking at watching film and doing, doing lots of things or, or on the practice field even. But on the other side, I mean, Jerry Jones has said, you know, he loves it because he thinks that when, more cameras are on at practice players play a little bit harder run a little bit faster do do things because they know more people are watching kind of thing so it you know the psychology can play both ways and you know there's still a good amount of time you know before real football is being played so uh you know they i'm sure they 
try to edit a little bit like, Hey, you know, don't put that in there you know, or something, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. There's, I mean, yeah. Some of those parts you're like, yeah, if I was, you know, the Eagles or the, uh, the, the Washington football team or, uh, or the giants, I'd be watching this, you know, I'd oh, absolutely I'd watch this guy. Yeah. yeah. I'd absolutely watch it. See what we're coming, what's coming up. Oh, this new Mike Parsons yeah. guy that got in the first round. Uh, yeah. Look at him. You know, he's here's where we need to play. I mean, you know, whatever. There's all kinds of things that they're kind of giving away. I mean, it, there are a few things that uh, that you like to see and that obviously aren't going to give away anything. Zeke looks good. I think Zeke's looks like in probably the best shape I've ever seen him my in his entire career. So for all the Zeke owners out there, that is a good thing. Um, bad news on the Dak front, you know, that they had to consult with the Yankees uh, and and Rangers the, the doctors to see. If how to uh, alleviate his his throwing problems it seems like he's got some kind of twitch, uh, some kind of muscle problem when following through uh, on his throws. Uh, to you, is this something? If you're a DAC owner, is this something you'd be worried about? Hell, motherfucking yes! You want your quarterback to throw 400 plus times, 400 yeah. plus times. That's a lot. Using that shoulder, unless he's gonna wake up tomorrow and be a motherfucking lefty, mm-hmm. it's it's concerning. It, um, you know, and the, like the best thing people can say is, uh, "Just don't use it." That's, I mean, <laughs> and hope that next week it's just better, or hope that when you're down twenty points in the third quarter and you need him to throw another twenty or thirty times, that it, that shoulder's not going to give or something. Like, uh, it's it's concerning. You know, yeah. it, it really is the fact that they're that the the whole Dallas staff is just like I have no idea. Like, and I get that baseball organizations, you know, they deal with it more with pitchers and all these things, but like, Dak's not that old. Dak, mm-hmm. Dak is like not. This is not his tenth year in the league. Yeah, Dak, like, like he just turned twenty eight. I think that was yeah. the, the birthday. Yeah, twenty eight. If there if there's an issue now, there is an issue. Yeah, like if if it was like. Big Ben saying this, or Tom Brady, or who, who else does uh, Cause have on his team? Um, <laughs> but uh, like, if it was somebody like that, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I get it. You're old. Yeah, you know, it's gonna give at some point. You got You got to go. You know, it's a stage." But he's 28, so there's a there's an issue. Yeah, yeah. You never like to see somebody come off of one injury and get another one. Uh, it's yet to be seen whether this is long term or if it's something that uh you know is going to be nagging him i guess we'll see in in future hard knocks episodes that's one good thing about uh you know being a dac owner or a zeke owner or a cd lamb owner is getting this news straight from the source uh week after week but it's also not fun if you know that your quarterback is ailing a little bit and you have to watch it week after week i mean imagine being a dac owner and turning it on on tuesday and being like still not throwing uh, still <laughs> under the weather. Uh, you know, Jerry seems a little bit worried now. Uh, we're seeing behind the scenes. That's not something you really want to see. But uh, but yeah. All right. Let's let's move on here just a little bit. All right. Let's get into some uh, some news around the league. All right. Uh, there's some people that are missing time. There's some people that are. Uh, having issues with the front office. Let's talk about Darren Waller first. This is kind of a surprise that none of us really saw at the draft. I think it would have affected 
some of our ADPs and some of our draft positions here. But Darren Waller's missing in action. There's not a lot of information on it coming out of the Raiders camp. Is this a concern for you? Yeah. I mean, you want your guy uh, with their team and uh, playing football if you essentially want them to be making, giving you a great fantasy football, football season, especially with where he's drafted. I mean, he was third tight end overall, I'm pretty sure. So that's, uh, yeah, that would be concerning. That would definitely be concerning to me. Yeah, I mean, we, the thing is, if you're if you're taking a running back that high as as he was tight. taken in our draft, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, a tight end that high as he was taken in our draft, you really want him to act like a top tight end. I mean, tight end is is historically that position that we look at, and it, it falls off a cliff, and it's been like that for a decade, where. The fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth tight ends are just not even close to the top three. And in this case, maybe even the top one. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, he was taken in the fourth round. If you look at other fourth rounders, uh, you know, around the league, we're talking about Justin Fields and, and Austin Eckler and, and, you know, some of these other, uh, Eckler was actually taken in the second round, but, you know, or, um, yeah, in the, in the third round, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, you, you, you look at all these different people, you want this guy to uh, succeed. You want him to be the anchor in your team. You want to not, this is the key part. This is the most important part, not worry about tight end. Uh, we have a yeah. move limit. We've, we've talked about this move limit. It's an extra strategy. Uh, not all leagues have a move limit. Ours does. Uh, and tight end, uh, just as kicker is, is a huge uh, pit for for moves if you don't have one that's reliable and so uh you know waller somebody that we're gonna have to look at over the season hopefully gets back because i think it's better for football it's better for Derek carr uh fans out there if, if you drafted Derek carr high which was somebody drafted in our league um then then you're definitely depending on waller personally I think this is an issue. I, I think there's a reason that the Raiders aren't coming out straight and saying that he has X injury, whatever it might be. And, uh, and, and that, that definitely is concerning. I, I knew that they're going to try to, or the reports are coming out saying that they're trying to go the trainer route, meaning that they, they're not going to do anything serious, um, you know, surgery or some kind of procedure to have something done. So right now he's still green lighted for week one. Uh, that, but I still think that if you're spending a pick that high on a tight end, you're, you're going to want him to play. So, so it is concerning, but I think we have a while to go to say, wow, that was a, a waste of a pick. Let's, let's talk about the Jaguars situation. Is this concerning to you? The fact that uh, Urban Meyer came out today and said that Trevor Lawrence is competing for the job. I can't think of the last number one overall pick uh, quarterback as quarterbacks are concerned that did not start for his respective team. Are you concerned if you're a Trevor Lawrence owner? No, I wouldn't be concerned for that. Uh, if anything, I think it's just healthy competition from a coach who's uh, norm just, just out of college. So that's kind of something that he probably normally does, you know, every year basically. So it's just, it's nothing new. And, you know, it's it's good. Like I said, it's just it's some healthy competition. Everybody knows that Trevor Lawrence is going to win the job. It's just he wants him to earn it, too. He just doesn't want to hand it to him, basically. And I, I respect that. 
I absolutely agree. But do you think there is any tank job that Trevor Lawrence could come out and do that you could see Minshew coming in? Not really, barring injury. Um, honestly, if anything, I would think that he's trying to garner some trade value for Minshew. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know they're already talking about C.J. Henderson maybe getting a trade uh, out of there too. So, I mean, there, there's a possibility for a few different things. But, I mean, having a really good QB2 on a team is not a bad thing to do because, I mean, you never want to be one step away from Ben DiNucci. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we saw that uh, you know with Dak last year. It, when he went down and, and Andy Dalton came in and then Andy Dalton went down and you just had this trail of terrible quarterbacks and just a lost season. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence, something, God forbid, something happened to Trevor Lawrence. They do have a, a respectable quarterback in Minshew. So that's, you know, somebody to have out there. And I think it is Coach B coming out and saying that they got to compete for the job. I'm sure that, you know, barring an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or whatever, most teams that don't have a seasoned vet as their quarterback will come out and say, Hey, they're competing for the job. So uh, it is just a foregone conclusion that probably Trevor Lawrence will be the starting quarterback under center. They, they've put a lot into him financially and pick capital wise. So um, I'm sure that's nothing to be concerned about. If you're a Trevor Lawrence owner, Michael Thomas hating the saints coming out and saying that they, people don't know his side of the story. And if he told his side of the story, then the saints would be in trouble. Uh, This was all very uh, Antonio Brown esque coming out uh, for him saying that Uh, just recently today, the news came out that the, that Michael Thomas had a productive conversation with coach Sean Payton. For the past few years, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see Michael Thomas being a headache in the locker room. Um, if he plays, did we miss the boat in the draft? Is this a guy that, uh, that's going to be successful this year as he has in the past? I still, I, I think he still owns the record for number of catches in a season. Yeah, but that was with Drew Brees in the good old days. It's not yesterday anymore. It's not last year. It's not. 2016 anymore he's got to deal with either Taysom or Jameis and he doesn't have timing with either one of them because he's been injured for a while now and now he's got this surgery and at the end of the day he's a wide receiver with a really bad injury to his ankle I I don't want to bet on a wide receiver that needs to cut and accelerate and decelerate and make moves and juke and do all these things on a stiff bad ankle that they, it becomes like a log. Like, yeah, you can use it, but you're just trying to like go forward and off of it basically. And I just, I'm not betting on that. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm really not. It seems like there's nothing but downside from there, you know, from here on out for him. And that that's, that's not great. And it sounds like, you know, he has problems. That's just playing wise. Forget his problems with the saints and posting shit and all the rest of that, because not only does that make him have problems with the saints, but it devalues his trade value because do you really want that guy on your team? Now he's, you know, going posting stuff publicly and, you know, you're just a step away from that all the time. It's, you know, there's say, because he was, he played with the urban Meyer in college that they might have a reunion there. So you never know. Yeah. I know the trade you were talking about with CJ Henderson involved Michael Thomas. Uh, but you know, I, I don't see him leaving at this point. It looks like there's some kind of re- reconciliation with the Saints. Uh, that's good news for 
Saints fans, if they still do believe in Michael Thomas. Um, all right, last one. I, I, you know, we've talked about this for a long time, but the Deshaun roller coaster keeps going up and down. I think over the weekend, it looked like Deshaun had taken a corner, was out there in team drills for the first time, uh, interacting with fans, uh, you know, go, talking to the GM, talking to the coach, kind of seeing that he was more involved with the Texans than he has been in the past. And things kind of went downhill during the week. It's almost like he got bipolar. Um, today he came out and said, uh, why the hell are you guys filming me every day? It's the same old shit, uh, which obviously the media is going to eat up and say that his life is terrible and he's, you know, so mistreated and all this sort of stuff. Um, what do you think? Give me, give me your, your final prediction. We're not going to go, you know, 18 rounds, 12 rounds with this. Give me your final prediction. Does, does Deshaun play at all? And if he does play what week? I want to say he, he'll play, but after maybe week six, I want to say maybe six game, eight game suspension, something like that. Event eventually, because I mean, this, we still got a little while for the uh, uh, for them to either trade him and for the uh, commissioner to make it uh, make a decision. So, I mean, I think they got to do something. I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't think he'll do absolutely nothing. He's always kind of suspended people at least some, for at some point, oh, yeah. but unless they unless he really wants to wait for the whole criminal investigation to finish, but. It sounds like the Eagles are trying to lowball the Texans and they're just holding off until either they cough up more or the Eagles are waiting to hear the suspension, basically. So we, it's, it's kind of a standoff between them right now is basically what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm fully confident that he will play for the Texans sometime this year. I don't think the Texans really have a choice. This is not a year where they're going to come out and, and compete for, for any type of championship so right now they need to groom their quarterback for one of two reasons either to be the future of the texans and and fix what other problems they had with the front office and try to please him in whatever way he he uh, desires which i know there's going to be all kinds of jokes coming off that line uh but or they need to set him up on a pedestal so that other teams uh want to trade the future of their you know, team. You know, it would be a good solution is if uh, during practice, you know, the other day they had him playing safety, just mm-hmm. let him play center for a little bit. You know, he'll get just what he needs. The quarterback just mm-hmm. get in there snug with his hands and just, you know, yeah. maybe he just pops a little hole in the back or something. He'll get, you know, he'll get his fix and all of a sudden he's not cursing to the media. He's all happy, you know. You know it's think- so unfortunate for him. And I, I, I don't disagree with the, with the jokes. I mean, the jokes, they can go on forever. Uh, you know, and they will. It's just he just he set himself up for something. You know, if you're going to do something wrong, if you do something, uh, you know, I I hate to say it, but like drug related or something like that. There's not a lot of jokes. Not there's nothing embarrassing about it. Uh, it's stupid. It's dumb. Uh, you can do dumb things, but he did something that was both criminal and embarrassing. And those do not mix. And that's what makes every joke on this, uh, you know, just keep going. So, you know, and, and hey, 
Hey, the center one, I haven't heard it yet. So, uh, you know, bravo to you, Shedig. That's that's a that's a good one. Um, that's what I'm here for. Original material. Yeah, original material. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I personally think that week nine is probably the shooting spot for for Deshaun Watson. Uh, even if he does have a six week, then he's got to have time to ramp up. I would give him about three weeks. Um, but more realistically, I think it's going to be an eight week. Uh, exemplist expansion or uh, suspension and he'll show up in week nine but either way I do I do absolutely think he plays I think Deshaun knows it's in his best interest to play for the Texans and I think the Texans know it's in their best interest uh, to for for Deshaun to play for them it's like staying together for the kids Uh, it's a divorce that's waiting to happen but uh, you may not love each other but let's keep this going for a while uh, until we can find a good solution. So, um, all right, we're going to get to a little um, segment this week where we have our guest, Dr. Scott, give his draft diagnosis for each team. Uh, He's going to tell you what he thinks is wrong with your team. If there is anything wrong, it may just be a checkup that you've come in for today. Um, and then we'll try to come up with a, uh, you know, a solution, maybe, maybe uh, some kind of cure, some kind of medication for it. Uh, Dr. Scott, are you ready? Yes, uh, I am. Uh, if you just like to enter uh, my waiting room. Okay. First patient uh, on the docket, dad, is, is there something wrong with dad's team? Is he, is he feeling okay? Dad? Is one of those teams that uh, he looks pretty good and healthy at a first glance, right? You know, you, you, he looks pretty new and young and shiny with his Joe Burrow and his Daniel Jones and his Kyle Pitts and his J.K. Dobbins. And he comes in strong, you know, in the center with his Christian McCaffrey. He looks really good, right? But when you look a little closer and you start, you know, testing the reflexes and things, you start – Finding out that not everything's too uh, hunky-dory there. Joe Burrow's got a little injury issues. Christian McCaffrey's got a little injury issues. Daniel Jones got a lot of turnover issues. Kyle Pitts is pretty young. Everybody else is young. J.K. Dobbins is young. I'm, I want a little more experience and a little more uh, I don't fall apart for a whole year-ishness. I guess, um, I guess it's, it's just one of those kind of things as a doctor would worry me about his health. Um, he does have some ba- some good depth, you know, on his back on his bench with his Cam Newton and uh, Kenyon Drake and things like that. But you know, you got to make sure that they're all you know going to have a job in a week or two. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I really I would I would recommend that he would gain some experience and a little more uh, dependability on his team. Do you concur? Uh, I kind of concur. I, I think that there's something else ailing him here. I, I think that right now he's got some injury problems. Uh, DJ Chark has, uh, has an injury. He should be back for week one, hundred percent healthy, but you never like to see that. So early in camp, Joe Burrow has had those, uh, reports or at least one beat writer came out for the athletic and said that he is wincing every time that somebody comes for his legs. He's so worried about it. Uh, he's not, he doesn't feel himself in camp. Uh, we have a long time. We have almost a month till camp. So there's enough time to fix it. And, yeah, and he's got, but they're, they're trying to rush him back there. I think they, they really need yeah. to take it easy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd like to have a whole year before yeah. uh, somebody comes back from an ACL injury, especially one that's so brutal as the one he he had. Uh, Burrow was was high on my list. So Burrow, um, I had for a long time at number eight, actually quarterback eight. I had him ahead of Brady, ahead of Tannehill, and I had a Herbert. Um, there's some, some notable, notable ones. Yeah. I really like all the weapons. I like, uh, Joe Burrow. If he's healthy, I like, uh, you know, his demeanor. I think he's a winner. Um, he comes out and that defense is awful and he's going to come out and try. I mean, we're talking about multiple three, four touchdown games where they lose. Uh, and that, that's what I saw to Joe Burrow prior when, when, when coming into the draft, um, the, the notes on the, the being scared and whatever, it didn't really necessarily scare me away, um, but it did downgrade him just a little bit. Um, but one of the things that I've noticed is his receivers, decent, nothing crazy. Wide receiver or running uh, I'm sorry, quarterback two, Daniel Jones, definitely a flyer out there. One of definitely the bottom 10 quarterbacks that we're talking here. Uh, and JK Dobbins is, I've, I have a theme that I don't like to break from on running backs. And, and one of them is if you have a running quarterback, you should not get their running back because you're just competing with so many people there on the goal line, whether it be in now Gus Edwards, Mark Andrews, uh, Lamar Jackson, all those people. If you're on the two yard line, you never know who you're going to see in there. Uh, and it could really cost you a lot of touchdowns during the season. I know Dobbins finished last year with six touchdowns in his last uh, I believe six games. I, I'm sorry, six touchdowns the last four games. I believe. Uh, I, I know he finished really hot. So, um, but I just, I just don't trust that. I don't like watching something like that. Um, so you know, I, that combined with the fact that just like every year, Brad goes after sacks with his defensive guys. Um, it just, it's like home run or strikeout every single week and it's just that's the tough way to play not saying chase young or shaq barrett are bad picks by any means but having them both in there with alex singleton it just doesn't do much for me on the defensive side Uh, i think this team is is okay but i I think what he's suffering from is is uh consistency if you will i think his his team's going to be inconsistent throughout the year you may have some weeks where you creep up on 200 points but most of the time uh, will be in the 140 to 150 range. Hmm. So, um, Dr. Scott, uh, next patient, Camacho. What, what do you think of this guy? Well, I mean, starting up top, you know, he's got his Aaron Rodgers and his Dak Prescott, which he took with his two lottery picks, which if Dak Prescott's shoulder is okay, I mean, that's a monster start for Again, going against anybody, if they put up numbers as they should, it should be pretty huge. Mm-hmm. I would get insurance on Dak, you know, if I was a Dak owner, but that's that's his choice. But I mean, like I said, that is a very strong start for uh, going up against anybody's QBs, uh, his wide receivers, all on the younger side. And I see two, doubled up on Cincinnati wide receivers. I'm going to assume he can't start that. Uh, but I assume that's just a false lineup right now because you, know, you wouldn't start T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, but DJ Moore is a strong start. I think he's going to have a good year. S- Sam Darnold, 
McCole Harmon, I'm guessing, is what will be the other wide receiver. He's always already got always got the Cordell Patterson Swiss Army knife down there too, and wide receiver running back combo. So they're not amazing, but they all have, should have like pretty good volume, I believe, from where they're uh, where they're coming from in each each one of their teams. There's running backs, Chris Carson, Miles Gaskin, both have the solid jobs where they're at, where they're not sharing too much uh, too much of the workload. John Smith for tight end New England late later fly later on flyer sh- should be decent as long as he's not too injured. And I, I do kind of like his defense and Bobby Wagner, Isaiah Simmons, uh, AJ Johnson, Derwin James. I mean, a lot of these guys make a lot of uh, should rack up a lot of points. Uh, pretty solid defense. I think he's got a you know upper echelon team here as if his uh, Dak Prescott issue works out, but uh, everything else is pretty solid behind it. So. Yeah, I, I think he's pretty healthy. Um, it, there, there are some spots that definitely need fixing. Uh, you know, the quarterback situation. If he holds that those two throughout the season and they both stay healthy every week, he should be the best pair of quarterbacks in the league. I mean, bar none. They, they these two can beat out. Uh, you know, unless we have a Mahomes combination that that beats him out. I mean, Rogers Prescott should be. Uh, should be the best combo. Now, the issue here is, yes, the T. Higgins-Boyd thing. I mean, you see value in, in Tyler Boyd, who was taken after T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd's going to have, a, in my opinion, a decent year, a good year. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a great receiver uh, and is really undervalued at, at where he was taken. But, again, you're, you're, you're sitting there watching the Bengals play and if one person catches a touchdown, another one doesn't, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a rough situation. Can't really rack up points or, or reach a really high peak um, if you have two receivers on the same team. Um, he does have Miko Harbin on the bench, who I like. He's in that number two spot. Maybe he can supplement one of those quarterbacks or maybe, or, I'm sorry, receivers. Move one of those receivers and, and get himself some help, maybe at tight end. Because uh, I think Janu is going to be a rough... Uh, pick there. I, I didn't have Janu as being owned um, in the top 14, and here's why. I just think there's so much inconsistent quarterback play on that team uh, coming from, from the Patriots. I think they'll have a, a good ground game and a, a good short passing game. The The way that Janu succeeded was Ryan Tannehill on the play action last year. I just don't think there's a lot of that in Cam Newton, um, it, it, assuming he's a starter, I, I think he does take a little bump if there's Mac Jones. But uh, but yeah, Johnu wasn't one of my top picks. Uh, weak at running back, at the very least thing that I can say is that it's unsexy. Um, Chris Carson is one of those guys where we are riding him until he just falls off the horse. This could be the year he falls off the horse here. Uh, I know he's had injury problems in the past. He's not quite 30 years old, but uh, he's reaching that age that running backs start to decline. Miles um, Gaskin seems like he has a good situation, except for the fact that the Dolphins came out and tried to claim on Johnson earlier this, this offseason. The Eagles ended up winning that. Uh, why are they trying to add more people to the backfield? I don't know. They have Ahmed, uh, I'm sorry, Ahmed from last year and a couple other guys. Uh, so their trust in Gaskin seems to be short. Definitely has a starting job in an offense that seems to be getting on the right track. Um, but uh, it, 
he may have a short leash as as time goes on. Uh, one thing I will say is his defense is spectacular. Love Bobby Wagner. Love Isaiah Simmons. AJ Johnson's solid. Uh, I, I think all those are great value at where he got them. Derwin James, one of those probably the best safety that's never been healthy. If Derwin James puts together a full healthy year, one of the top ten safeties by far. Eric Rose, solid. Jordan Whitehead, solid. Um, I, I I really like the defense he's put together. Uh, I kind of agree with you. The fact that uh, this team is one of the upper echelon, I think it's hard to have an Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott combo and really screw that up. So um, it's up to Chase to see how he how he does this year. But I, I think he's pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Disco Lemonade is is walking into your office. Uh, do you see anything wrong with this guy? Well, uh, offensively, he's looking great. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford at the Rams. I love the new situation there for him. He's got a stack with Cooper Cup. I think that should be money all day. Uh, Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Once, uh, I mean that. I mean that's a good situation. I mean, uh, he's he wants Jimmy G to lose the job so that he can drop him basically sooner than later because his worst nightmare is Jimmy G like you know playing really well for like nine weeks or something and he's got to hold Trey Lance on the bench just in case. So that's the only problem there. But I mean, if anything, that means Jimmy G's playing great and he has two great quarterbacks. So it's not the worst problem to have. Uh, then he's got, you know, behind Cooper cup for his wide receivers, Julio Jones, Jerry Judy's really great, you know, talent, right. Uh, as for wide receiver core. And then Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, that's a very solid running back duo. And then, Darren Waller is the only question here. Like we were saying earlier, he's MIA. Hopefully he shows back up. They're saying he's still on track to play week one. So if that's fine, since it's not an injury related, it's something else apparently. Uh, this, the, the offense looks spectacular. The issue I have really is with his defense. He's got a kind of, you know, might be showing some holes and maybe some goose eggs here when uh, some at some point. I mean, I love Michael Parsons. I think he's going to be a star in this league. He looks like a just bred to you know born to play linebacker kind of guy. Um, but everything else, uh, Kenneth Murray, Shaq Thompson, I mean, he's okay, but he's not spectacular. Jesse Bates, a couple other guys that are droppable basically, uh, and he's and he has no backup either. So he's already he's going to have to make a move. You know at least by week seven with three buys. So I, I think he's got some uh, issues in his, in his derriere and in his, in his D there. Back end. Oh, yeah. 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 That happens. Uh, yeah. I, I never, I, I think this team is, is right there teetering on, uh, on, on playoff. Uh, just off of what I see right here in front of me two days after the draft. So don't take this, you take it with a grain of salt. Um, Jimmy G is the, a quarterback that I never wanted to take. I was all in on Trey Lance. Love Trey Lance. I think he's great. I think if you unlock the doors to Trey Lance and let him out there, he can be uh, the sky's the limit with this guy. But the problem is he has Jimmy G in front of him, and he has to start until then. Uh, I think other quarterbacks that, you know, it's, it's kind of he's chained. He's chained down to Jimmy G, like you said, uh, and that's kind of rough. Stafford was one of those back end first rounders uh, that I thought would be taken right there at the turn. Um, he's good, decent. Uh, I know he lost acres. I don't think that's going to affect his passing game as much. Uh, he's got some good options in woods and cup. So that, that cup 
Stafford situation should be pretty good. None of these receivers, though, really jump out to me as like top 10 or even 15. I think a lot of these receivers are are upper echelon wide receiver twos, um, maybe wide receiver threes. So I don't think he really has a wide receiver one that really stands out to me. Um, running backs, this is amazing running backs, probably one of the best running back combos in the league. Uh, really like the value he got on Antonio Gibson. Uh, Alvin Kamara is definitely a stud that's going to get him points throughout the year, especially with the Saints. Losing Drew Brees, Michael Thomas being out, not having a receiver that anybody can fucking name on the roster. Uh, Alvin Kamara will not only get work on the ground, but definitely through the air as well. I think the offense definitely runs through him and the value just keeps on him, keeps going up as long as he stays healthy. Darren Waller uh, is, like we talked about earlier, kind of a rough situation. It's kind of a wait and see. His team takes a tank. If, uh, if, if Darren Waller is not healthy because he spent a good amount to try to make sure that he didn't worry about those, that tight end spot on defense. I think it's very average. What he did was he jumped in on some people who, uh, got points last year, uh, but, but may not be able to reproduce that, uh, on the back end this year, Jesse Bates, the third Kenny Moore, the second, uh, those are people who were pretty opportunistic last year in getting interceptions, scoring touchdowns. Uh, getting tackles. It, I, I just don't know if they'll be as consistent. He took a couple corners um, and, 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 you know, Shaq Thompson and Kenneth Murray who kind of were underplayed last year. Uh, I, I, I like this team. I, I think that he may be need some penicillin, some kind of medication uh, to cure what ails him. I, I don't know if he's a hundred percent healthy. Uh, you know, he looks a little gaunt, but uh, but I, I hope by by the start of the season maybe uh, he can recover from from whatever's going on and 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 be a hundred percent well going into the season. Do you concur? Uh, I, I concur. I, I do. Okay. All right. Let's talk about eternal touchdown. Um, this guy, you know, we he we were pretty excited about him in the draft. Did he party too much? I mean, what what's what's his team look like? I don't think he partied too much. It's it's pretty solid team. I mean, obviously he had number one overall pick in the draft. He took Patrick Mahomes naturally and paired it with Justin Herbert, who, I mean, you talking about two guys that can sling the football. That Those are two guys that are going to have a lot of touchdowns this season. I, I expect nothing but a lot of offensive power. And imagine the games where they play each other twice a season. And I mean, I'm, I bet it's, north of uh of 80 total points at least um so it's i I think it's right up there with aaron Rodgers and dak prescott the only uh other quarterback duo that could go up uh, toe-to-toe with them i think uh and then he follows it up with solid wide receiver core keenan allen chris godwin debo samuel uh the running backs are Step off a little bit, but Miles Sanders and both Raheem Mostert both have a lot of upside for a lot of work in both of their offenses. And Logan Thomas uh, could do really well with Ryan Fitzpatrick in that offense, which is, should be a lot better this year. And he's got a very, lot of uh, solid guys on his uh, bench that can be used for trade value or something else. But uh, this defense is okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. He's got some great guys like Fred Warner and C.J. Mosley I think should be great. Um, but then he kind of falls off a little bit with his uh, Jordan Fuller and Amani Hooker, which should be okay. But and Marcus May should have another 
decent year. I mean, he could be a star. This could be a break, breakout year for him. We'll see. Um, if he is, then his defense will hold up. If not, then he's definitely going to have to make some moves in the future. So he, he's got a he's got to work on his D. I think. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, you know he did celebrate the the getting first pick, and Mahomes is a huge get. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Herbert is a good quarterback. I had him ranked at at thirteen of all quarterbacks, which is pretty much lower than anybody else in the world. Agreed. Uh, you not, any draft you're in, you're not going to get him. In our setup, I'm saying. Right, right, right. In any kind of super flex or two-quarterback league, Herbert is definitely going from, you know, anywhere from six all the way up to, like, 10 or 11. Uh, I just – I think that there is a peak, a certain peak that you hit and a certain sophomore hangover that you might have that might affect – uh, your your ADP and and you know with when Clay came out he could have gotten somebody like Christian McCaffrey maybe had the best running back and the best quarterback that's a really tough uh, thing to beat if you if you had value in other spots but you know Herbert is not bad these receivers um, are are pretty good I I love Allen and I love Godwin I think those are that's a good combo at one two I I consider my, my Allen official diagnosis is uh, he looks playoff bound playoff bound. Okay. Do you concur? I concur. I concur. Actually, I, I do concur. Um, re, even though um, there's there's some a big hole here at running back, I do not like these running backs. I think that this is something that might grow. You know, it's a small concern right there. It might be uh, benign, but uh, if by week six he's not getting production out of these running backs, again. Miles Sanders running back with Jalen Hurts and the goal line. You're going to see some Goddard. You're going to see, uh, you know, some of these new receivers, maybe Devontae Smith, uh, come out and, and get some goal line work. Miles Sanders might not be the guy uh, that, you, that you want him to be. Raheem Mostert plays on a team with 60 running backs. Uh, so who knows? if he'll get in or not. And he didn't really back those up with a lot of depth. Mel Gordon third is not really solid depth, even though he scored more points than both those running backs that I previously named last year. It's kind of a sad uh, running back crew. Uh, Logan Thomas, one of those mid-end tight ends. So it, it, it's not something that uh, is going to attract a lot of people. I mean, really, the strength right here is his quarterbacks. I do like his defense. I think he set up his defense pretty well. Uh, got a, a reliable kicker and suck up. Uh, suck up is, uh, a, uh, you know, made most all of his kicks from 20 to 29, 30 to 39, uh, and made most of his kicks from 40 to 49. It's just not that long ball guy. He's going to be there for the extra point. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I love May. I love Warner. Those are some of my guys that I looked at this year. And, uh, you know, I agree that he's playoff bound. But again, when you have Mahomes and you have another first round pick and you get somebody like Herbert and you can grab a couple of good receivers, it's really difficult. Something really has to go wrong for you to not make the playoffs. So, uh, you know, let's hope that 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 little whatever you got there on your skin does not turn malignant. Uh, otherwise, you could be in for a messy season. I get that checked out. Got to get it checked out. Got to get it checked out. How about the Fupa Slayer? Uh, I don't know. It, it, do you? Can you give me your diagnosis on him? Well, I mean, he does get around a lot, so we'll probably have to make sense some stuff off to the lab to just to uh, be sure. But yeah. uh, I mean, Josh Allen and Jared Goff, pretty solid quarterback duo. You know, obviously Josh Allen be. Uh, 
pulling most of the load there. And Jared Goff, we just got hoping for good, some good weeks out of him. But he, I don't think he'll go. He'll be too terrible with their defense being so bad in Detroit that he. I mean, he'll probably play, be throwing a lot. So, uh, you know, it could be a very solid situation for him there. And then with his wide receivers and Tyreek Hill, Cortland Sutton, and Brandon Ayuk, pretty solid group there. I mean, you got. I mean. Again, I mean, you got a solid guy charging the front and Tyree Kill, very solid. Uh, his running backs are a bit of an issue. Um, Jonathan Taylor does it does sound like he's going to get his guard back and Zach Wilson and Carson Wentz even apparently. So it might not be as awful as we thought over there, you know. So if Jonathan Taylor has a year like last year or progresses, you know, it, he could be a very solid running back. Um, behind it with Chase Edmonds or Trevor Hubbard, though, that could be an issue. I'd might want to look into that a little bit. Um, he's got George Kittle at tight end, very very solid tight end if he stays healthy. Um, and then his defense is pretty solid. Uh, Levante David, Foyo Luakon, and Keanu Neal, great linebackers, and even uh, Malcolm Butler is in a good corner. I know you're not you're not a fan of of cornerbacks, but he no. seems to he's very solid year after year. Um, it's also so like eighty it, years old. Yeah, but you know what? He it's just solid. Year after year, man, you can't. It, it a corner isn't you know necessarily like a running back. And if he's a little old, what is he going to do? He's going to back up a few more steps and let them catch it in front of him and make the tackle. That's exactly what you want. You don't want some Jalen Ramsey just playing way too good of football over there. That's useless for you. Mm-hmm. So you need him to be kind of old and kind of slow if he's going to be a corner. Um, I, I like his team. I do. I think he's. Uh, lower echelon playoffs, like maybe teetering if something bad happens. Yeah, I, I like his team. I, I do. I, I really like his team. I, I think that he did a good job balancing it out and putting stuff together, but there is there is a blaring issue. Uh, and and I, I will talk about the good things after I talk about the things that worry me, and that's Jared Goff. And I'm sorry, but I had him... Near the very bottom of my list, Jared Goff did not look like a very good quarterback, even though he had a a really good supporting cast in L.A. last year. Uh, He just looked like he was lost. Uh, You know, he goes from Cup and Woods and Cam Akers and all a decent O-line and a great defense and all this sort of stuff to now Brashad Perriman, DeAndre Swift. I know he's got T.J. Hawkinson out there, but it's just – it just doesn't look like a good situation. Uh, that that really scares me. That worries me. I like his uh, value at receiver. Uh, LaVisca, Ayuk, and Tyreek Hill, that's that's great. Um, Chase Edmonds is kind of scary on that end. But, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor's looking really good. The fact that uh, Carson Wentz may be back for week one, as well as their, their star left guard and, and Quentin Nelson. Uh, Josh Allen is going to produce uh, probably some of the most, uh, the biggest rushing threat on the goal line in the league, in in my opinion. Um, stacked at receiver, great tight end, doesn't have to worry about tight end. Uh, the defense looks pretty good. Um, you know, Olakun was one of my guys I looked at. Obviously, Javon Holland, um, I was super upset that, that he was taken right in front of me. I thought nobody would pick up on that, but he looks like, a star there in camp for, for Miami. Uh, Landon Collins is a good pick. Uh, I'm not sure about Keanu Neal switching. I mean, the guy has made a glass. He's switching from uh, defensive back to linebacker. Uh, so, you know, he's got a beefed up a little bit. We'll see how that works out because he's obviously not in the middle. Um, 
you've got Micah Parsons and Jalen Smith. Uh, he's going to be playing outside. We'll see how many points he can really put up. I think that might be a transaction waiting to happen. Uh, but yeah, back to the golf thing. Other quarterbacks that could have been taken, Jameis, Zach Wilson, uh, either of the Broncos quarterbacks, all those people I had above Jared Goff, even Tyrod Taylor, uh, I would take, you know, a, a I stab. Know. I think Jared Goff off, uh, over all of them, maybe Zach Wilson, but at the same time, then it's like, do you really want to depend on a Jets quarterback? I, I think Jared Goff has no chance of losing his job because they're just let, they'll just let him play it out and get a good draft pick for a quarterback next year or something. And their defense is terrible. I mean, I, I really hope you're right for John's sake, uh, because if, if Jared Goff is a problem, he doesn't really have that depth at that spot. And there's nothing worse than having a team with Brashad Perriman uh, and a bunch of receiving scrubs having a backup for that team come in and play. Uh, you know, I think it's David Bleu. David Bleu might be the backup quarterback for that team. That's just, yeah, you, that's just not uh, something that that really screams playoffs, you know, again, the same thing with clay, uh, you know, this team looks good, but uh, you know, I, I'd really, I don't know. I'd have it checked out. I'd have that QB two checked out and make sure it's not uh, cancerous. I don't want to say the C word, but uh, let's keep moving on. Last man standing. Welcome to uh, Dr. Scott's draft diagnosis. What do you think uh, Scott, Dr. Scott is, is he all right? This might be one of the best all-around teams in the league here. Um, it's There really are is no hole or weakness here. I mean, starting with his defense, solid defense. Zach Cunningham, Jalen Smith, Jerome Baker, Jeremy Chin, Jordan Poyer, Logan Ryan. I mean, other than not having a bench guy, which is fine because you don't have to worry about that for a while, uh, it, very solid defense all around. And his offense, I mean – I think he could go toe-to-toe with almost anybody in the league at each position with quarterbacks of Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan. I mean, both should have solid years with the amount of weapons around them and their, you know, uh, okay defenses on the other side. Uh, His wide receivers and Devontae Adam, Tyler Lockett, Michael Gallup. The only thing is maybe his running backs aren't the best, but after everybody I just named, that's that's fine. Josh Jacobs and Daryl Henderson will do just enough to – get you know to you know not put up a goose egg you know 10 to 20 points each week will be you know serviceable after all the points of those wide receivers and quarterbacks will be putting up and Gronk just needs to show up every once in a while as most people's tight ends do I think he's going to be very formidable team to play against yeah I absolutely concur uh this team is is almost spotless uh you know Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan are one of the better quarterback combinations in the league. Matt Ryan is somebody that we've taken in the first round almost every year for the past decade plus, and he dropped to him uh, pretty low there. Devontae Adams, Lockett, Gallup. While I don't love Lockett and I don't love Gallup, these are this is a really solid trio of, of, of receivers. Gallup is obviously his numbers are going to be bumped from last year as long as Dak stays healthy. Uh, Lockett it looks is always putting up his numbers as he's inconsistent. He doesn't do it week to week, but Lockett had like two, three touchdown weeks last year, just an insane uh, production at, at receiver and can win you some weeks. I, I'm not big on Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's, he's not one of my favorite just because of the fact that Kenyon Drake's there. 
you know, they, they pass a lot. Josh Jacobs doesn't get a lot of, uh, of goal line work, if you will. Uh, I know he had 12 touchdowns last year. It was super impressive. But if you look, Josh Jacobs was one of the best running backs in the first uh, five to ten games in the second half of the season. Really faded. Um, I love Daryl Henderson. I, I've sent him multiple trades for Daryl Henderson. I think that that's a uh, great value for where he got him. Um, definitely going to be somebody that, that uh, as long, I mean, he's been a workhorse at Memphis in college. He's going to be a workhorse for the Rams this year. Uh, definitely going to be good value there. Rob Gronkowski, again, while I don't love him, um, is, is a pretty good tight end. Definitely somebody that should be ownable uh, with his connection with Tom Brady. On defense, he really cleaned it up. Zach Cunningham, Jalen, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Zach Cunningham, Jerome Baker, Jeremy Chin, Jordan Poyer, all these people were on my list. Those are people I want to draft really high. Um, Jalen Smith going from middle to outside might lose some pointage there, but still a very productive uh, linebacker that somebody had to take. Somebody had to take uh, and see how he adjusts to that. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, Tyler Bass, I know his, he had a lot of misses last year. But those extra points combined with maybe some maturity, he might have a really good year, really good year kicker, maybe one of those top five to ten kickers. So, uh, I, you know, we've always hated on last man standing for being uh, one of those teams that just either has dumb luck and can't can't get it done at the draft or uh, or just falls apart midseason. So. I think he's done a really good job and, and he looks out of all the people that we've talked about thus far is definitely the healthiest. I concur. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, notorious. Does this guy look okay to you? Oh, whoa! please, please sit down. Wow. He does not look okay. Jeez. Oh. Uh, yeah. Somebody, can you, can you get a nurse in here? You need some IVs. Nurse? Yeah. Oh man. Um, because you know, up top, with Lamar Jackson, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, great. But right after that, I got a lot of questions here. Because uh, you got Jamar Chase, which, okay, but, you know, he's a rookie. And Burrow's already having trouble throwing the ball. Kenny Galladay, which you got to rely on Daniel Jones to throw the ball, okay. Antonio Brown, which he's got a lot of mouths ahead of him. So, that yeah, that's not – going great wide receiver wise. And then your running backs are Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift, which I mean, no matter how talented they are, I don't think the game script is ever going to be in their favor during the season. And neither one of them got even close to a thousand yards last year. They barely got one of them, barely got 500. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of question marks here. You, you're going to need some, a lot more than some IV buddy. Cause you, you need some help here. Cause you got your bench is, you know, Will Fuller, who's never dependable and David Johnson, who's Jesus. I can't believe he's rostered by anybody. Uh, his defense is okay. I wish it was better though, for everything I just saw on offense. Uh, because while Buda Baker is a great name, he's not necessarily that amazing on for fantasy football. And then Eric Kendricks is getting pretty old. He's not as good as he used to be. Tremaine Edmonds is kind of along those boats. Jan Brown's okay. Uh, yeah, he's going to need some help here. Um, I'm not sure what uh, Yahoo was smoking when they did their rankings, but this team definitely uh, needs needs some help. But they don't don't go see Doctor Death or wherever he went before me. But he, this guy needs help. I'm getting overnight here. Do you concur? Hmm, I, I I don't think it's as dire as you think. 
but I, I do see there are some problems here. I think Lamar and Tannehill could definitely uh, challenge, uh, you know, both uh, Camacho and last man standing and an eternal touchdown in the quarterback area. I think that that's a great combination that can keep them afloat. Uh, the issue here at receiver, I agree with uh, the fact that you're, you're uh, rostering uh, only one wide receiver. That is the, the definitive number one and Kenny Galladay, who has had a hamstring injury early in camp um, is an issue. If we, if we really break it down, Jamar Chase is a number three for his own team. Antonio Brown is a three for his own team. And while those teams are pretty good uh, prolific passing teams, it still worries me that you have not one, but two uh, pecking uh, orders uh, or two people ahead of you, uh, you know, uh, vying for targets. So that, that is a little worrisome. Um, Joe Mixon and Swift are both flyers. I think that if you're going to have uh, uh, you know, take some of these flyers, it's good, but taking two um, could really hurt you. And the fact that you took David Johnson as the guy that would back up or be that safety net for these two guys, he came out in the unofficial depth chart. I'm sorry, the official depth chart for the Texans as the number three running back behind uh, both Ingram and Philip Lindsay. That is not something you want to see. That is a, a roster move waiting to happen. Mark Andrews, I like the connection there between Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. So again, that's, you know, that's helping. That's helping. It's okay. Let's not panic. Uh, but we get into defense. Eric Hendricks, Tremaine Edmonds, all these people are maybe D2s, maybe D3s, Jayon Brown, D2s, D3s, people that are going to come out and, and be productive on a week-to-week basis, but never going to win you a week. We're talking about five to ten point guys um, on, a, on a weekly basis. Buda Baker, I disagree. I think that Buda Baker is still the ranking number one defensive back if you're going to take a defensive back, and he got him at a pretty good spot. I remember talking to him on the phone. It was, it was uh, you know, very mutual and that we both thought Buda Baker would be the right guy for that spot. Tracy Walker, uh, when healthy, is a very good player. I know he's had a relationship, Notorious had a relationship with Tracy Walker in the past. Uh, Joey Bosa on the bench could be a good supplement for some of these people. I think that Joey Bosa is definitely ownable when he's healthy, can be a 20 sack guy. So definitely needs to fit into his D. I, I think you're right though. I think you're right. The, the, the weakness of receivers and running backs, uh, this could be a struggle. This could be a struggle. I give them, I'll be honest. I give him about four months to live. Uh, and then that might be it for him. And, and you know, not pretty. It's not pretty. Okay. And, and I, I don't, I hope that's, I hope that's not true. Okay. I really do. Uh, but it's, it's not looking good right now. It is not looking good. Um, yeah. It's, it's sad to say because Notorious in the past has been one of those guys that's really drafted. Really and, it, well. and it's not to say that he can't do anything about it. I oh, mean, absolutely. Playing absolutely. the waiver wire trading there's lots of things that could be done so this is a very treatable thing um mm-hmm. but right now exactly. yeah right now Modern i'm just nowadays i mean yes a lot of things we can fix so. this we can fix this how about the professor the professor coming in here uh looking pretty studious uh but healthy what do you think you know he he is fairly solid all around i will say that i mean 
Tom Brady and Big Ben, yes, they're up there in age. But if they both finish the season, that, that would be huge for the professors fantasy football season because it really kind of lies on their health I feel like because the rest of it's solid if, if they stay upright Justin Jefferson Deontay Johnson DeAndre Hopkins for his wide receivers are very solid options for wide receivers all, all you know pretty much wide receiver ones on their teams uh, except for maybe Deontay Johnson but still he, he out of points last year he was so that's very solid wide receiver core. And then Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt after that. Got to love those running backs. And even Mike Gusecki. Yeah, not great tight end, but very solid you know, safety net for two all the time. I think that's a great starting lineup with decent uh, depth on with uh, Russell Gage and Damian Harris on, on the bench. And, uh, you know, eventually you'd have to get something, get rid of either Mason Rudolph or Jacob Beeson, which he will at some point. So you could do something else with his bench. Um I will say I haven't mentioned kickers very much. Apparently, a lot of people have kicker issues. His kicker's on IR. I know. Danny's kicker was just uh, you know out for the, for the season or something. Like a lot of people have kicker issues. So uh, make sure you take a decent kicker, guys, because I mean, you don't want to waste a move on a kicker already. We only have thirty moves in our in our league for this many players. So yep. moves are a premium. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, you have no idea your kicker's going to get COVID. I'm not saying it's his fault or anything, but I'm saying you'll know, be careful out there. Uh, because he has a great, he has a very solid defense as well. Joe Schober, Deion Jones, Eric Wilson, that's going to scoop up a lot of tackles, and not you know the best uh, DBs, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. They they just need to be serviceable, which they are. I think he's got a very formidable team. Um, I, I'd say he's uh, top third of the pack. Uh, healthy, healthy, but uh, you know, just make sure you're, you you keep up with your exercise and eat well. Yeah, you concur. Yeah, I, I think that uh, he has, uh, you know, he's one of the healthier teams. Nothing to really to worry about. No, no, nothing terminal, nothing bad. Uh, Tom Brady, Roethlisberger, as long as they stay healthy. I know we've been saying that yeah. a lot. It's a big As big long as they take their thing. probiotics and everything, yes. you know, avocado, whatever they need. They should be they good. Should be- right, right. Uh, the receiving core um, you know, with Jefferson and Hopkins and Deontay Johnson is solid. Uh, to say the least, I think he's got two number one options there and a number two option uh, with Steelers. So, you know, the, that's solid, solid quarterback, solid uh, wide receiver. Running back, even though I don't love Aaron Jones, I, I think that he's going to be a productive 200-point-plus running back. Kareem Hunt, I think, is one of the most talented running backs in the league and is stuck behind Chubb. Uh, and but I think he gets his points, whether it be through the air or on the ground. I think that uh, Kareem Hunt will absolutely uh, do okay at that running back two spot. Gasecki, um, you know where he took him, it, it was kind of a tough spot. He had to come out and get somebody. Uh, so Gasecki may not be my favorite guy for this, but you know what are you gonna do? You can't be perfect everywhere. Not everybody's perfect everywhere. On defense, I don't really like this defense. I had a, a couple shots at Schobert myself. I think if Schobert is the guy leading your team with Deion Jones, Eric Wilson, these guys are all very boring. Very. Uh, I know they got points last year. They filled up the spot. They filled up everything. Um, but you got to understand that he went straight by points. And when you go straight by points on a defensive standpoint, it's very rare that they come out and match that. 
Schobert is one of those guys that sticks his head in every play. He's, he's a decent linebacker. I just don't believe in the three interceptions, the two fumble force, the, the, the sacks that all these people put up are just going to be there this year. It might be something that he has to fix going forward. It's not about what happened last year. It's about what's, what you see happening this year. And so that's why I disagree with going straight off just how many points you get last year on defense. And that's just my personal opinion. Some people may like it. Uh, you know, if you come to me for a second opinion, I'm going to tell you what I think. Uh, and I, I think that you might have a problem there, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think overall this, this team is healthy and, and should have a, a good season. Do you concur? I concur. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about Rumham. Uh, this, this guy, you know, he got in a little late, uh, uh, maybe a medical mirror miracle, if you will. What do you think? Uh, you know, you, you could call it that you could call it a medical miracles. Um, uh, I think he's just, he's one of those guys that's, that's very optimistic and, you know, that's really keeping him alive right now because quarterbacks are Trevor Lawrence and Jalen hurts. They have, you know, you know, sky's the ceiling for them. You know, they, they could be amazing this year or they could not be. It's just one of those things that they're both a little unproven. Um, so to have, you know, it's okay to have your second quarterback be that, but to have them both, you really need them to both, you know, hit that ceiling every week, essentially to come to compete with some of the other quarterback duos that we've just mentioned. So I'm not saying they can't do that. It's just asking a lot for them both to do that eight out of 10 weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you move on to the, his wide receivers, which are actually pretty solid. Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans uh, could all see multiple touchdowns every week. I think that's really his strong point of his team is his wide receivers. Uh, wide running backs, Najee Harris and Clyde Edwards Lair. I love Najee. Uh, he's, and, and Mike Tomlin loves to run the wheels off of a running back to make sure that their careers are as short as possible. It's his, uh, one of his main goals as a cheerleader. Um, he's a very expensive cheerleader for the team, essentially. Um, but he gets the decision to destroy running backs' careers, which is what he will do immediately. Um, so uh, they followed by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which I'm not a huge fan of just because running the football is always like the eighth option for Kansas City. They're like, what, are we up by 50? Go out there and throw it, Pat. It's like yeah. it, it's really just it's part of their game plan. So I'm just I've never been big on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um and then TJ Hawkinson, I think should have a lot of volume. Jared Goff might be uh, for Jer- he he might be Jared Goff's only option when they're down 30 points in the first quarter of each game. So that that he could have a lot of volume. Um, his bench in Carson Wentz, Brandon Cooks, and Gus Edwards. I mean. Carson Wentz could come back if Carson Wentz has a decent season. Um, you know, that could definitely help. I could see some upside now with Carson Wentz as a third quarterback, but I don't know if it's enough. You know, like I said, you're also hoping for a lot from Carson Wentz, who's been – it was terrible last year. Um, I, would, I would just want someone more solid to be leading his quarterback group. And his defense is okay. It's, I mean, Aaron Donald could have a week every once in a while. Jamal Adams might win you a week every once in a while. But overall, through the season, they have a lot of games where they just don't show up. And then his best defender is Marlon Humphrey, who's a cornerback, which I don't want to defend a cor- to, for, on a cornerback to be the best defender on my team. So I'm really – I got a lot of questions here for Rumham. I, I think he should stay for an overnight. Um, I, like I said, super optimistic. 
super optimistic. Just yeah. stay optimistic because if anything happens and you take a down, you know, get into a downward spiral, we might have to check you in. So, you know what? One thing I noticed about Rumham is he likes to have a lot of fun. This is a fun team. This is a, they really put together a fun, uh, like a flyer team. Somebody is like, I think Trevor Lawrence will be good, but I have no idea where he will end up. I think Jalen Hurts will be good. No idea where he's going to end up. Najee Harris, I'm pretty sure he's going to be good, but I have no idea where he's going to end up. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire came out last year, kind of disappointing. Probably going to have a better year, but still no idea where he's going to end up. TJ Hawkinson with Jared Goff. Uh, he's coming in, new quarterback, uh, not a lot of receivers. Probably better than you know what he has been in the past. A, a decent tight end that needed to be taken but still no idea where he's going to end up. The only solid thing that he can really depend on are those receivers. You pretty much know Robert Woods is going to get his. Terry McLaurin's going to get his. And Mike Evans is probably going to get his. So this is one of those teams where it's like, man, you are really living on the edge. You know, yeah. you are really out there living on the edge. L-I-V-I-N, living on the edge. And, you know, this defense uh, doesn't do him a ton of favors. I love Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamin Davis, I think, was a great pick. But Marlon Humphrey and Von Bell, uh, I know Marlon Humphrey had a big year last year uh, with eight fumble forced. It's going to be hard to match that eight fumble force from a corner in a year. Uh, I don't know if he's he's got Peanut Tillman in him or what with that Peanut Punch, but uh, you know I don't think he's going to match that. I would care to guess that Marlon Humphrey does not hit that 151 mark like he did last year. Now the Carson Wentz thing uh, really intrigues me because I think that if anybody was going to pick Carson Wentz, they should have been a third quarterback as he is. Uh, so I, I, I think that does, I, I'm not going to say a ton of good things about Carson Wentz throughout the year, but I will say that as a third quarterback, it's a pretty good one. I think that that's, that's where he deserves to be because if he does prove me wrong and goes out there to be successful, then maybe you could get some more, uh, solid, something more legitimate at quarterback than what you have now. I'm not saying that these guys won't be legitimate, but I will say that we just don't know enough about him. Uh, you know, going out all hours of the night and just getting crazy. Uh, Rumham, I just want you to be safe out there. I just want you to be safe out there. Do you agree? I agree. He, he's, you know, he's healthy now, but he's he's living on the edge, you know. You're living on the edge. To- burning the candle at both ends. So just, yep. you know, you know, uh, eat healthy, stay, you know, stay optimis- optimistic and, and you should have a decent season. I think right now uh, I'd say he's te- teetering on playoffs. Yeah. You really think that Rumham's optimistic, huh? That's your, that's well, like you said, he's line. all about the upside. All his players are all about the upside. You know what I mean? Like they could, you know, I don't like it's every player is like, I don't know how they're going to do. They could do really well, you know, but like, yep. there's not like a proven track record of like, okay, this guy has been a top five guy for the last five years, you know, with, yep. with really any of it. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. Um, ooh. Okay. Coming in right now. Maestro. Uh, I don't know that that doesn't look that great. You, you tell me what you think. Well, I mean, he's walking in with, or should I say running in with the best running back duo in the league, I think, with Derrick Henry and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he did uh, run in here pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, and, and just just stiff-arming people left and right. I mean, even with Travis Etienne, Javante Williams on the back, on the bench, that's great backups for upside for their year if, he, if and when he needs to fill in for them. 
And even his, his wide receiver core is pretty good. Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, Randall Cobb. I think that's solid. It's not the best rushing core we've seen so far, but it's pretty. It's up there. And especially when you consider the Odell Beckham Jr. stack with Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield had a great year last year. I think he should continue to have great years since everybody has to pay attention to the run game so much. All he has to do is play action every once in a while and hit a guy in the end zone. And then he's got the upside of Justin Fields. I think uh, if Justin Fields comes out and is – uh, is the player I think a lot of people are, is, think he's going to be with that team. I think he, he should really help Maestro go from a middle pack team to an upper echelon team if Justin Fields really if takes that step. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, his defense is solid. You know, Devin Bush, Blake Martinez, Miles Jack, great linebackers. And then, you know, just a few guys in safeties to clean up some tackles. And Xavier Howard, everyone should know how to get that pick or pick six. I think it's very, very solid defense to, to round out his team. He looks, he looks pretty healthy to me. Like I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see something you don't though, and I'm sorry, Doctor Scott. I don't mean to undercut you here. You're a professional. I get it. Uh, this Randall Cobb Devonte Smith situation right there, uh, it's kind of gross looking. Along with Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham has not been the Odell Beckham we know of five years ago. Um, he's definitely taken a hit, so he definitely got him at a discount. Um, when your best receiver is Adam Thielen, uh, and and you've got three ones that are are borderline, are uh, you know wide receiver threes, maybe wide receiver fours. Uh, we we have an issue. There is an issue there. Like you said, best running backs in the league, decent quarterbacks. I mean, none of these guys are going to blow you out of the water. I could definitely see Baker Mayfield scoring less than ten points in a week. I can definitely see Justin Fields coming out as a rookie and making some blunders, scoring less than 10 points in a week. I mean, it's a risky proposition to start both of them at the same time, um, uh, but hopefully, I'm sure they'll work out over time. Dallas Goddard's one of those guys where it's like, you know, I don't know how he's going to deal. I've learned over time since our early podcast that Zach Hertz is, in fact, still on that team. and still going Yeah, to that was a mistake by us. I apologize. Yeah. I, we had both read reports that day that, like, the deal was basically done, and then right. the next day, like, yeah, it didn't happen. Didn't like, happen. Yeah, so, like, I do apologize about that, which I feel like they should try to trade him to someone, but apparently Goddard's out of shape. I mean, it's a lot of issues. It's Yeah, it's a little late, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so... I like him on defense. Okay. Blake Martinez, Devin Bush, Miles Jack. That's solid. I think they're going to be solid yeah. this year. Devin Bush coming off that torn ACL is really going to come back and be one of those upper echelon top 10 guys. So I really like that. He got Blake and Devin Bush. Chuck Clark is dependable at, at defense. So is Adrian Phillips. I like those two guys. Xavier Howard had a great year last year. Again, 20 pass deflections and 10 picks is just not going to be reachable. I think he turns into kind of a Jalen Ramsey type player, which is unownable um, because people are just going to learn not to throw that way. Uh, And so 40 tackles, 11 tackle assists. I mean, if the guy didn't get 20 pass deflections and 10 interceptions, he is unownable. So uh, we, it's definitely going to drop. I can guarantee Xavier Howard's points drop. Uh, It's just by how much. So we'll just have to, He'll have to monitor that, but I think if he monitors the Xavier Howard situation and really can take some antibiotics for this receiver situation, he could be good for the playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee it, but he he could be good. Um, all right, Ooh, somebody's limping in here. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is is that is that Rutherford B Hayes? Oh my. 
Oh, oh my, yeah. Get, get him a wheelchair. Can we get some help over here? Emma? Nurse? Yep. Yeah. Do doctor, what do you think? Yeah, we, we definitely got some issues here. Uh, let me see. You can put, lift your leg. Yeah, see right here at the top here, Derek Carr and Tua as your quarterbacks. Yeah, that's going to be an issue. Um, you're depending on Derek Carr to lead Tua on a week-to-week -week basis. You need somebody else to lead Derek Carr, basically. And Tua is probably unsavable. Um, but he might be okay, but it just going up against these other quarterback duos we've been talking about, you're going to lose the quarterback battle every week. And his only backup is Teddy Bridgewater, who may or may not have a job. And even if he does, he might not, he'll probably be scoring about as much as two, I'd say this year, probably. Um, so we'll, we'll see. There, there's some issues there. I, I'd get that checked out. Um, then, you know, you, I would want a really strong wide receiver core to break to back that up but he's got amari cooper who's already got injury issues Corey davis and darnell mooney while i'd like some of those guys they're not you know they're not the wide receiver one to me while amari cooper is great it's a lot of mouths around him and he's uh, and he's already injured and dak's already injured bad Corey davis is on the jets like Never going to depend too much on that. Zach, you don't know what you're going to get out of Zach Wilson. He might get a lot of volume, but he's never been the amazing wide receiver they wanted him to be in Tennessee. So I don't expect him to necessarily do that in Jets. And Darnell Mooney, he's a wide receiver three, but he'd be a lot better wide receiver three if uh, his two in front of him were stronger. And then his running backs, well, yes, Saquon could come back strong. You know, you, you're kind of depending on that. Um, so it's, if he comes back and is the Saquon of old, yes, this team might be okay, but that's that's like his only saving grace here because everybody else is kind of dragging ass already. So uh, Austin Eckler's cute and all, but uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna save the day. And same with Kelsey, I think he should just trade Kelsey like he got he got it for wide receiver help or something because right now I don't think that's enough to help him across the uh, help him into the playoffs. Uh, his defense is bottom third for sure. Uh, Cole Holcomb, Michael Kaiser, Jamie Collins. He's got Minka Pitt Fitzpatrick, which is nice, but it's not enough because, like I said, Minka is kind of like Buda Baker, where he's a really great like football player, but he's not the best fantasy football player. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's it, he's definitely got some issues. He's I, I'm I'm not going to let him leave. He's staying here for an overnight. Um, do you concur? I concur. He definitely needs to stay here, and here's why. Derek Carr uh, is just not a second-round quarterback. He was taken in the second round. I cannot express this enough that Derek Carr is a, a decent quarterback. Yes, he threw over 4,000 yards last year, but uh, he does not deserve to be in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. I had him ranked prior to the year number 24. He was taken in the second round. Uh, that's, that's a rough decision. Tua, uh, is not, not a great quarterback. Uh, I did not have him up there. I think I had him e even lower. Um, yeah, he was at 28. Uh, these guys, I know Tua is set up for success and Derek Carr is going to, has weapons as well, but these guys were just not people I had targeted, not people I like to see. Uh, it's going to be a classic case of, 
of quarterback failure. I, I hate to say it, but you know, it's classic case of quarterback failure. Amari Cooper. I know he had over a thousand yards last year. That is one of the most shocking stats that I've saw, saw seen, um, it, you know, without Dak, I just don't see with, you got CD lamb um, and Michael Gallup over there, Blake Jarwin, Zeke. I just don't see Amari being that guy as we saw him, you know, when he came over from Oakland for a first round pick years ago, I, I, he's not a wide receiver one. I would count him as a low end wide receiver two. Then I liked Davis. I liked Mooney. I liked Juju all as wide receiver three. So again, no wide receiver one, no solid wide receiver two, no quarterback one, in my opinion. Uh, you know, that's just my medical opinion. Uh, Saquon Eckler, love him. It's a very, you know, nice pair there. I think that uh, they will both complement each other on the ground and in the air. Uh, both of them will be pretty healthy. Kelsey, good number one overall pick. I think that was that was uh, really good for, or I'm sorry, number one overall tight end. Um, that's a, that's a really bright spot for you. Um, going on this defense. I do. I agree. I agree with you, uh, Dr. Shattuck, Cole Holcomb, Jamie Collins, Jr. And Mike Kaiser might be the weakest combo if we, between him and, uh, and dad, these guys just are not going to put up points on a, on a week to week basis. He's going to be scrambling for points out of those D's. I do like the DBs. I think Biard. Fitzpatrick and Justin Reed are, is a formidable combo at that DB spot. Uh, Josh Lambeau, great kicker. Love Josh Lambeau. Um, I, he's coming off injury. I'm sure he's super healthy. And that uh, Jacksonville team really presents a, a crazy uh, or a really appetizing uh, case for a kicker. You know, some that might be stopped uh, being able to put up multiple touchdowns in a game. Uh, Josh Lambeau should be a healthy kicker for the year. Uh, between this depth and the trouble up top, like you said, the trouble up top, this is not a playoff team. He needs to stay here overnight or, uh, his season's done. It could be done in a month. I, I concur. Uh, because you know, it's, it can happen that quickly in fantasy football. One day you're going into the season all happy and joyful and you think everything's just top of the world. And next thing you know, you're 0-3 and your season's basically over because one more week and you're done and your team's already in shambles. Oh, that's – you hate to see it. You do. You hate to you see do. it. Why we're um, here trying to warn some people. That's, so. that's why we're here. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of, of, of unhealthy, guess who's coming in here? Unicycle, pol- unicycle, unicycle polar bears. Can't even say it right. I'm just in shock of him stumbling in here. Doctor, what do you think this is? Okay, okay. This 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 isn't the worst case we've seen today. We've we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of zombies walking in and out of here. Trust me. Um, we've seen worse. Uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Zach Wilson. They they have a lot of upside. I love I love Fitzpatrick. I think you know it's finally his place to play. It was scary Terry on, on you know to throw to. I think he could have a great year. Uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, hell, you know, if they if they just call that play where he rolls out and throws against his chest for 50 yards every time, apparently it's amazing. You know, so it's got upside. It's got upside, and his wide receivers are strong. Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, Henry Ruggs. I, I like the I like those wide receivers. I think they're I think they've got a lot of uh, potential there. And then Dalvin Cook and Philip Lindsay. Dalvin Cook should be able to carry uh 
carry the load there. Phil Lindsay definitely has some upside a lot of, you know, I don't think Houston game script is going to play well for him to get too many touches, but this isn't the worst starting lineup. Uh, I think he definitely needs a little help. He, he, he kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, of Rumham where he's, you know, he's kind of living on the edge a little bit, you know, nothing can go wrong basically, or else everything is going to go wrong. Right. Um, but it, you know, it, it's decent, solid offense. Uh, I think he's got some holes on defense though. Uh, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith should be decent, but they're not, you know, neither one of them have, have, have been too amazing. I mean, I guess Roquan has been, but they they need to keep it together for the whole season, this thing. Um, Zayvon Collins, we're not sure what he's going to get. And then Harrison Smith, J. Ron Alves, Patrick Sertain. I don't think it's enough to, like, win you a week. Um, you just got to hope for no, no goose eggs on that end. Uh, I think he might have a few end, uh, holes on his defense. But altogether, all uh, he's just outside the playoffs with this team right now. I think he needs to make some moves. Just agree, Doctor. I think this 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 team is in in dire trouble, and and here's why. Up top, he he waited a long time for these quarterbacks, which is fine. You don't have to pick quarterbacks very high, uh, but the quarterbacks he got uh, were a little bit questionable. Is Fitzpatrick going to be the guy that takes risks um, like he was with the Dolphins and the in the Buccaneers in the past, or is this going to be more of a game manager, somebody that tries? to not lose them games. You got to understand this Washington team has an amazing defense, maybe one of the best defenses in the league. So he may be less apt to take risks. Um, Zach Wilson is a big question mark. Obviously he was the last rookie quarterback be t- to be taken behind fields, uh, behind Trey Lance, behind Trevor Lawrence, but he was the second overall person taken in the draft. That tells me that uh, his supporting cast probably isn't there. And the distrust of the Jets as a whole uh, is probably taking people over. Now, Diggs and Brown are good wide receivers. I, I know Brown, to me, takes a little bit of hit, but I think it's supplemented by the fact, uh, supp- taking a little bit of hit by because Julio's coming in there, supplemented by the fact that they they lost Janu. Um, so I, I think that, that A.J. Brown will get his, Stephon Diggs will get his. I think those are two solid upper echelon quarterbacks, or I mean receivers. Henry Ruggs worries me. He worries me because I think that there are better options on that team. Last year, uh, it looked like why wasn't Derek Carr just tossing it up to Henry Ruggs, who had the best 40 at the 2020 combine of any wide receiver. It just didn't work out. Uh, it, they didn't connect. Uh, 26 catches last year did not show up for, for what you thought he was, you know, I think he was uh, one of the top receivers drafted in the NFL draft. And so that's disappointing to say the least. Dalvin cook um, was, you know, one of his top picks. It it was his top pick. And I I just think that uh, Dalvin cook is just not going to reach that point that he did last year. Uh, 1500 yards, 16 touchdowns, 312 uh, touches is a lot of touches for somebody uh, who who is playing for a team with uh, just Jefferson, uh, Thielen. Uh, now you've got Irv Smith to seal some of those uh, catches over the middle. This team might go to more of an air approach. Uh, may bode well for him in the receiving yards, but I think his rushing yards take a dip. Philip Lindsay, I know he was shown as the uh, number one running back on the Texas step chart is still not a, a formidable running back too. 
there has to be somebody else better than Singletary, better than Lindsey. Uh, just waited too long to pull the trigger on that second running back. Tyler Higby is a unownable tight end, in my opinion. I think that there has to be something that you can fix there. Like Tucker at the at the uh, at the kicker position, but he was taken multiple rounds earlier than any other kicker, which is kind of worrisome. Their D, I don't think you can get better than the D that he has here. Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, David Collins is a solid three. Very solid. In fact, I think that's the best solid three Ds in the league. Harrison Smith, Abram are nothing to uh, to to uh, scoff at. Patrick Sertan might not be uh, an ownable guy, but Taylor Rapp can fill in that spot because I think Taylor Rapp is. Uh, that being said, I think if you take Sertan and Rapp and switch them, this defense is one of the best in the league, which could keep them afloat. But I'm telling you, sir, sir, your quarterback situation, your running back two situation, your wide receiver three situation, your tight end situation, that's a lot of holes in an offense uh, that that really could put you at fault. I think you're right. I think this is one of the teams that's in most trouble right outside the playoffs and, and really needs a lot of help um, before things get pretty bad. Do you concur? I I think he's got some upside. I don't think it's as bad as you're putting out. It just depends on the play of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Zach Wilson, which is kind of like what I was saying before. It's like you want to have one guy that's solid and the other guy can be the upside to have both of them be. Hopefully they they do well this week. Every single week is not where you want to be. So to me, that 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 can be an issue, yes. Okay. So I concur. Okay. All right. Uh, do you mind if I give you a little bit of a diagnosis is that something that you know you would be okay no, with as a professional yeah it's part of yeah, part sure. of the, the hippocratic oath that I'm with my peers so yes okay well thank you um i'll be honest with you 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 look good you you look good it's a it, i but there are some things that bother me uh russell wilson kirk cousins i i i wouldn't listen to the whole we i know we 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 gave you a lot of crap for the whole Kirk Cousins thing and how we talked about no COVID. You wouldn't take a COVID person and he came out and he is like the COVID person. But I was really high on Kirk Cousins, uh, somebody with that many weapons. The average for Kirk Cousins since he's been in Minnesota has been uh, 3,500 yards, 31 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That's pretty good. Um, and, and so I, I like Kirk Cousins as definitely as a quarterback too. I think you did really well there. Um, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson combination. I don't know if there's a better QB wide receiver combination in the league that people have on their teams that is owned. Allen Robinson, we've talked about as a sneaky wide receiver too. He could borderline wide receiver one that really helps out your wide receiver corpse. But that third wide receiver should not be Traquan Smith. He is, his stock is really, really uh, diving right now. And the fact that he's got a leg issue, I think Devonte Parker really deserves to be that wide receiver three right there. And Traquan Smith, not in there. Um, top two, the running backs. Eh, it's okay. I know James Robinson had a, had a pretty good year last year, um, but it's yet to be seen how the Jaguars will utilize. So that's something that I would definitely keep an eye on. David Montgomery. I, I, don't think David Montgomery reached that that point that he was last year. A lot of what David Montgomery did was against really, really terrible teams. If you look at his schedule last year, he can't play against good defenses, uh, and he absolutely destroys terrible defenses. Something to look at. Week one, coming out against the Rams, if he scores 
less than 10 points, I would panic. Absolutely panic. Uh, Robert Tunyon, uh, I, I know his touchdown numbers were through the roof last year. Um, hopefully that trust gains with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, he really comes out and proves to be a, a good pick for you. McManus, I talked about McManus all year. Um, he's going to take more 50-plus yard field goals for you than any other kicker in the league to try to get um, some balls to that, that Denver air. It's a really good uh, kicker to have on a Monday night when Denver plays on a Monday night or a Sunday night trying to get that win because – if anybody's going to do it, McManus is going to do it. On your defense, Devin White is probably number one. He should be number one. He's the number one defender in the league uh, at defense. Congratulations on getting him. Congratulations on snagging him. He really makes your team look a lot more healthy. Dante Tower, Hightower, question mark, after missing the whole year with COVID. And TJ Watt, like I said, I came on him. I hated on him last year. I said, TJ Watt is not somebody you should own. Well, he came out and slapped me silly. 15 sacks, interception, a couple fumbles forced. I'm not going to down TJ Watt this year. I think that he can come out and be a force on defense and really get you those double-digit sacks and maybe more fumble forced and be uh, pretty good. So I like your Ds. The DBs, Savage, Matthew, and Wilson, uh, leave something to be desired. I think that you could do better than than what you did last year. Uh, Matthew is not the the DB that we've seen in the past. I know he got six picks last year, and he's going to be featured in every single Kansas City game. He might be even mic'd up this year. Uh, it's just not going to be 116 points. I think he does not reach that point. If I were you, I think you're healthy. I think you're okay. I'm a little worried about your wide receiver three, and you know I'm a little concerned about your Ds. If you can fix that, if you can clean that up, I, I think you're a playoff team, sir. I, I appreciate that, Doctor. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's never uh, it's, it's never easy to have your uh, have your team diagnosed, uh, obviously. But you know, it's it's good diagnosis, and I think they're very easy, not very solvable problems through either some trade or. Uh, just working the waiver wires for those DBs and wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I, I concur with the, uh, I'm worried about David Montgomery at the Rams week one. I'm, I'm really looking at Trey Sermon at Detroit, really. I'm like, oof, they could be up 30 nothing at half. Trey Sermon gets some work in the second half. Yeah. Bing, bang, boom, couple touchdowns against terrible defense. Yeah, yeah, you really got to look at those those uh, splits for David Montgomery against. I'm against even, hot I'm even worried about Allen Robinson because with Jalen, if Jalen Ramsey falls around all game, oh, I wouldn't worry about that. Go look at uh, go look at Darnell Mooney against Jalen Ramsey last year, and see, uh, <laughs> he he gave him a sick double move, and nice. uh, and falls through it about twenty yards over his head. So, uh, well, I. I think that I think that he may he may be shadowing Mooney at, at times. So I like yeah. that. I like that. Well then, yeah. mm-hmm. moving on. I think. Oh, have to- did 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 you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm not going to diagnose my own team. I think. I'm oh, okay. Unbiased. Um, I I agree with a lot of things you said. Um, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to. Like I said, playing the waiver wire for those extra couple holes. Hopefully, Trey Sermon comes along and see what happens with uh, McCorkle Jones as well. Because if I can either use him to fill in my buys or as a great trading piece, that could really turn my team into kind of uh, 
a decently strong team to an upper echelon team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you mind give me just, you know, I, I, I think I'm feeling okay. I think I feel healthy, but do you mind telling me what you think? Uh, you know, just give me a quick diagnosis. Well, well, well. If it isn't the old sex raptor. Had a good time, did we, at the draft? Yeah. Uh, yeah How many drinks a, a day, on average, would you say you had? Oh, no more than five. Oh, yeah. So, a doctor, that always means times by three. So, 15 at least. And, and you know, it's... I wouldn't lie to you, Doc. I wouldn't lie. I just, I just worry because it looks like you got some, uh, you got some sp- liver spots there, uh, you know, over, <laughs> over at the, the quarterback sp- spot there. I mean, while you do have a lot of quarterbacks, I've got a lot of questions for them. Okay. You know, like, is Sam Darnold healthy? Is he still seeing ghosts? What, you know, is yet to be seen. Uh, is it Jameis Winston's job? Is it not? Is it also Taysom's? You don't have Taysom, so you don't, you know, you might lose that there. You never know. Mm-hmm. You got Deshaun Watson, which when if when and if he plays could be great, but we both agreed he's probably gonna miss at least some time. And then you got Drew Locke, which has some upside, but could also lose his job. So you got a lot of guys with a lot of upside with more downside, I feel like. Um, and no, no guy to like lead the pack. Now, if Deshaun Watson gets cleared and he shows up week one, everybody's just like, fuck it. We don't care. You know, uh, put whatever you want in your butt. And he goes out there. Yeah. You're, you're, then you should be fine. Cause then your second guy just needs to be the upside guy. And you got plenty of guys to sift through to figure out what's going on in their situations. But if you got to roll in with Sam Darnold and James Winston against some of the quarterback duos we've talked about. That's going to be like like uh, trying to win a race with one leg. It's not going to happen. I cannot clear you to play sports with that with that kind of injury. Um, now, Calvin Ridley, C.D. Lamb, and Chase Claypool are all good wide receivers, but Calvin Ridley is the only real number one. C.D. Lamb, Claypool are both both great talents, but you know you got you you can't depend on them every single week. I don't think. Uh, Nick Chubb is very nice running back. Uh, he'd be even better if he, he didn't have Kareem Hunt right next to him. And Mike Davis is should be a great running back, but I just don't see Atlanta running more times than they throw in general. They're not a run a first uh, kind of team. And Irv Smith is gaining a lot of ground. He's very nice tight end. He's He could work his way up into top five this year if he has a great year. Um, I just, I, I'm worrying. I'm worrying a lot about your, your offense there, mainly with the QBs. Um, wide receivers are okay. They're not terrible, but they're, they're okay. They could be better. Um, and your defense is, is also okay. I mean, I feel like you got a lot of guys here. I mean, obviously Darius Leonard's great. Um, sorry, right there. But the rest of the guys to me in Miles Garrett, Devondre Campbell, Antoine Winfield, Justin Simmons, and Eddie Jackson are those kind of guys that are really good at football, but not necessarily great for fantasy football. Um, they like, they're really good in coverage and stuff, which doesn't, you know, doesn't give Jack shit. So, and miles Garrett can be taken out of the game plan by just 
I mean, I, I've Steelers, I mean, they should do it every time they play them. It's just roll the pocket, just put two guys over there. Because if you let Miles Garrett through, he could, you know, change the whole game by knocking your quarterback out for the rest of his life. So you don't, I, I while that is an upside for you, it's like, it's rare. So uh, you got some issues. You're, you're hoping for a lot of good things to happen. You know, like you're, 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 just you're walking blind through the street, hoping not to walk into any potholes and eventually you're going to. So I think you need at least some meds. I don't think you need to stay overnight. I don't think you're the worst team we've seen tonight, but I think uh, you you just definitely still need some help and uh, need to see a expert about those spots, those quarterback spots. Well, I tell you, doc, people have been telling me when I'm walking down the street that I just look awful, that I just look miserable. And you know what? I wake up in the mirror every morning, and I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Get a new mirror, buddy. Oh. Well, I mean, so, I mean, here's the deal. I I think that beauty comes from the inside. And uh, I I think that, uh, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. All these euphemisms that people say about uh, about beauty and how people look, I think that I'm okay. Um, I can see from how a other person could look at my my team and say that it's it's looks a little deformed. Um, but uh, Sam Darnold and James Winston, as long as you know James wins the job, which I uh, assume he will, uh, both are. Uh, going to dump it off or have running backs who catch a lot of balls, whether it be Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, um, that bodes well for me. Uh, Drew Locke has a ton of weapons if he, you know, wins the job. Um, when Deshaun Watson comes back, uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which is if, 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 if I will. I'll yeah, you've been saying a that. lot of ifs. I just want you to count. Every player has had an if. Every player's had an if. Well, <laughs> Sam Darnold doesn't have an if. There's no Sam Darnold. If. What if he still sees ghosts? He doesn't see ghosts. He he signed a he, he signed on with this team. Uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, David Moore. Or I, I'm sorry. Yes, David Moore. DJ Moore. Um, and and Christian McCaffrey. And and Dan Arnold. We didn't even talk about Dan Arnold. Sam Darnold. Dan Arnold. It's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful this year. But anyway, I, I agree. Jameis is in a competition. Deshaun is under investigation drew locks in a competition i mean yes realistically come week one i could you know have one more quarterback it's it, that's a, a worry of mine it does keep me up at night but i'm still gonna live my life i'm still gonna live my life you know um ridley lamb claypool i think that's the best uh wide receiver tandem in the league come on come on I, I, you know, I've put it together. I, I really like it. I, I think that Ridley, Lamb, Claypool uh, are all really good value picks. Uh, Ridley is now the guy over there in Atlanta. Uh, he's going to get his work. Uh, CD Lamb, um, I, I believe, is the best wide receiver in Dallas. And for a guy, Dax, to come out and uh, have an MVP type first six weeks last year and then get hurt to come in, I think CD is going to be the the most important piece to him coming back uh, and, and being successful, Chase Claypool. I believe, tell me, as a Steelers fan, is he the number one receiver for that team? I think he will be. Um, it's just Deontay Johnson runs a 
a great uh, route tree. Um, and I just think they're going to pass less than they did last year in general. Okay. And fair, that's fair enough. Uh, and Chubb is, you know, is Chubb. He's an exciting player to watch. Yeah, he only got 16 catches last year. That kind of worries me. I can agree with that. Mike Davis, uh, you know, the, the people who owned Mike Davis were really high on Mike Davis this year. That was me and Cause. Uh, I believe we had a little argument over, not a little argument, but a little, you know, back and forth over who was going to get Mike Davis. He was a little upset. I got Mike Davis. If you've ever been with Mike Davis, you love Mike Davis. Irv um, is, is a, I think, going to be the most improved tight end this year is why I took him. Uh, kicker, Young Hoku, seems like I got in a lot of Atlanta, but this guy uh, did not miss a 50-plus yarder from last year, which was why he was so high on my kicker list. 8-0 from beyond, the, beyond that mark. Um, you know, excellent. And he's just a hell of an onside kicker. My defense needs work. I'll tell you, I, I look in the mirror. I'm very honest. I'm a very honest guy. My defense needs work. Okay. I need help with defense. Um, I like Darius Leonard. I like Winfield Jr. And Simmons uh, is okay. I can see Miles Garrett getting 20 sacks. Uh, Campbell and Jackson are, are people that, you know, are, are kind of bringing me down. But other than that, I don't see how, how I look so bad. Um, you know, yeah, Maybe I, a little, little Windex on that mirror that could help, you know, see maybe. things a little clearer. Um, I think come week one, week two, uh, then you might be start seeing things clearer. Um, but you just make sure you don't. It's not too late before you start seeing really, you know, defogging those glasses. So yeah, I could get a huge facelift week two if things don't work out. Exactly, exactly, and that that's the biggest thing. No matter what we've said about anybody's team, you know, is plenty of ways to fix it, whether it be through trade or the free, uh, free agent wire, or just, you know, making sure you're starting the right guys on your own team, whether it be matchups, injuries, COVID, you never know. Yep. Absolutely. Or just straight up amputation. Um, okay. That's just about it that we have for you guys this week. I want to thank Dr. Scott for being here and helping us out with the little diagnosis. We will be back here next week. Um, I believe, let's see, we've got, uh, one, two, three more weeks of just doing Thursdays. So we'll be back just Thursday for the, and starting on the seventh, Tuesday, the seventh, we will be going to Tuesday, Thursday, shorter podcast, but we'll have two a week. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, anything else you got to say before we go, Scott? Just uh, looking forward to a little more real football and a, a lot more uh, fantasy stuff coming up and hoping that everybody's team stays healthy throughout training camp. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we will see you guys next week. And uh, thank you. Rise, there's no pain.